Welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast with Stephanie Lee. On this show, we're going to talk about the experiences of high achieving women and men across industries and lifestyles who are at about the midpoint in their career and are no longer satisfied to let life happen to them. Together, we're going to purposely create the second half of our lives by addressing burnout and overwork, by getting clarity on how we're creating the experiences of our lives, including how we're keeping ourselves stuck, by articulating what it is we want for the second half of our lives, and identifying a plan to achieve it. Hello, and welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. This week, I'm going to share an episode with you from Making Midlife Magic with Rachel Baum. Rachel and I became acquainted in a Facebook group online. It's a Facebook group for coaches who have been certified through the Life Coach School. I don't remember what I posted in the group, but she reached out and said, hey, I bet we have some things in common. And we learned pretty quickly that we both had careers in higher ed, and both of us were working as coaches for people in midlife. So we had the opportunity to get on Zoom, have a conversation, and found out we have much more in common than that. I've told you about my story of my mother-in-law's passing and how that was a turning point for me that led me eventually to get certified as a coach. For Rachel, it was the passing of her mother that made her realize she really was not going to let her dreams get away from her. And she too was certified by the Life Coach School in a similar time frame to when I was. It's been great to get to know Rachel just a little bit, and I look forward to us getting to know one another better. But I will tell you this week when her podcast popped up into my feed, I saw the title and I thought that's for me. It was a love note for the exhausted. And I want to share this episode with you. I know it's going to resonate for you as well. I will pop back on and give you a little bit more information at the end. But right now, without further ado, Making Midlife Magic with Rachel Baum. Welcome to Making Midlife Magic. I'm Rachel Baum, here to show you how to feel passion for the future create a life that delights you, and find magic every single day. Welcome to episode number 60. So this week's episode is going to be just a little bit shorter than usual, because I'm going out of town for a few days, and basically it meant that I finished one podcast and then had only a few days to do the next one. And, you know, my son, who listens to podcasts, suggested that I could take a break. He said, you know, sometimes podcasters take some time off. And I know that I totally could. It's not as if I think the world is going to end if I miss a week or two of doing this podcast. But I thought about it differently in a way that I want to share. Instead of thinking, can I take a week off? Where clearly the answer is yes. I thought, can I help someone in the time that I have? If the podcast ends up being five minutes, could I say something that would be useful to someone in that amount of time? And I know from personal experience that sometimes looking at things differently takes literally only a sentence, or someone asks a question and it opens up a whole new way of thinking. It doesn't need to be a half an hour, it can happen in literally one minute. And so I thought, what might I have? to share that would be useful. And that's this episode. I want to reach out to those of you who are exhausted. 
So many people I know and love are feeling depleted right now. The social scientists tell us that happiness is often a U-shape with the middle-aged folks at the bottom of the curve. We're often caring for children and parents at the same time. We're trying to take care of ourselves. We may have been too busy to give our marriages the attention we wanted to, or we may be divorced or dating or finding it difficult to find the time to connect with friends. And of course, there's the state of the world, the state of our own corner of the world, the weirdness of our not-yet-post-COVID world, all of it. Honestly, there are so many reasons we might be exhausted right now. If you are exhausted, or if the people you love are exhausted, I want to first say, there's no surprise here. I don't know your particular combination of things, but there are undoubtedly many reasons to be exhausted. I want to share three thoughts that can be on repeat in my head when I'm exhausted and that are not helpful. And I want to share how I answer them, and maybe this will be of help to you too. The dominant thought that I have when I'm exhausted is, I don't have time. As I mentioned, this came up for me just this week. I don't have time to write a podcast. I don't have time to get everything done. And that leads inevitably to, I don't have time for the things I want to do for myself. I don't have time for exercise. I don't have time for coffee with a friend. I don't have time for a walk. You know that this week I asked myself when I didn't have time for the podcast, can you help one person with the time you have? And I decided that I could. I offer this question to you too and invite you to make yourself the one person you want to help. How can I help myself with the time I have? This seems obvious, but if you're like me, this isn't normally how you ask the question. My default setting, when I feel exhausted, is I'm exhausted. I don't have enough time for those things that might help. It feels objectively true. But asking, how can I help myself with the time I have, puts my brain into creative thinking. How can I help myself if I have five minutes? If I have ten minutes, you get the idea. Now, the idea of filling your tank is overused and perhaps banal, but also I want to talk about it because I think that we often use the expression in ways that don't serve us. We say things like, my tank is on empty, or I need to find a way to refill my tank, which is all fine and good, but it sets us up to think about filling the tank as going from E to F, from empty to full. And that's great if you can do it, but often that's not what we have. What we have is say, a dad in the hospital, and a kid who's not going to her college classes anymore, and deadlines at work, and also we're supposed to throw our parents a 60th wedding anniversary party. Or we're trying to take care of ourselves, but we can't find the time to call the doctor for the checkup or to get the dog to the groomers. In these cases, it's just not helpful to think about filling our tank. But that can lead us to think that we shouldn't even stop at the gas station. Sometimes our tank is on empty and we have a 100-mile trip to make. If you put $5 of gas in your tank, you're definitely not going to make it the 100 miles. But sometimes we really can put $5 of gas in the car and it can get us to the next gas station. And if we keep stopping and adding $5 of gas to the car, it can, over time, 
start to fill our tank. It can get us where we want to go. And the equivalent of $5 of gas is, how can I help myself with the time I have? Often, because we think we don't have time to fill our tank, we go for what we perceive as quick treats, having a drink or some ice cream or avoiding our to-do list. And that's not terrible, but sometimes we feel worse after. But asking, how can I help myself with the time I have, can lead us to creatively find small things that will help, even if they won't fill our tanks. Maybe we can download an audiobook we love and listen to it while waiting for our dad's prescription at the pharmacy. And maybe that time waiting becomes more pleasurable. Or maybe we can buy some of that overpriced sparkling water so while we're helping our child figure out if they want to stay in college, we can be drinking something that feels a little special. And you know, you can roll your eyes at water and of course substitute whatever might feel like a special drink for you. My two drinks are basically water and coffee, so it's where my mind went. And of course, you don't have to buy something. Even just taking the time to put a lemon in your water can help because it's a way of seeing yourself, of saying, hey, you matter, and here's something to increase your pleasure just a bit. Or maybe on the way to the car, we can take five minutes to tend to our garden or to snip some flowers off of the bush and put them in a vase. We can remember that even when it's not enough to fill our tank, even when we're exhausted, we can still look for small ways to help ourselves, to see ourselves, to increase our pleasure in the world. And it all starts with the question, how can I help myself in the time I have? So filling the tank is one way that our minds give us all or nothing thinking and seeing that we can put a few dollars in the tank can help us so much. Another way all or nothing thinking shows up when we're exhausted is that we often think it's impossible for me to do enough, to do enough for ourselves and to do enough for those we love. Because we think enough equals resolving the situation. Our loved one content in their elder care home, our children happy, well-adjusted, everything resolved. And because we can't always fix the situation, we tell ourselves that our efforts aren't enough. This is part of what magnifies our exhaustion. Because it's not that we're tired and thinking, I did great, what a tremendous effort, I'm such a good daughter, or I'm such a good mom, or what a great nephew I am visiting my aunt once a week. We think, I'm so exhausted, and it's not even enough. My efforts aren't enough. I'm not enough. Because we think that enough is when it all works out. But we can see our own enough, can see our own efforts even when we're exhausted. We can see that our efforts are enough because it's what we have. Lastly, when we're exhausted, we often torment ourselves by imagining an alternate version of ourselves who could do more, who could do better. Sometimes we use actual people. Oh, look at that person over there. Her mom is in hospice and her kids are in middle school and she has a thriving jewelry business and still manages to volunteer for the PTO and she always looks put together. And sometimes we just imagine a version of ourselves who could do more, who is less sensitive, who has more energy, who can fulfill everyone's needs and take care of herself. It's so painful because the thing about dreaming about an alternate version of ourselves 
is that it causes us to miss who we are right now and all we're doing. It adds to our exhaustion because not only are we exhausted, but we're telling ourselves that we're not good enough, that someone else could do better. But loves, sometimes life is just exhausting. No one could do it better. And even if, in theory, there's someone who could, it's simply not helpful to tell ourselves that. I mean, let's say my kid really wants a parent to go rock climbing with them, and I'm just not physically capable of doing it. Of course, there are parents who can go rock climbing, but there's nothing to be gained by telling myself that there's a better parent for my kid out there. It depletes the energy I have for parenting. And this is true about you as a parent, as a spouse, as a child. Imagining that someone else could live your life better than you do will always make you feel more tired because it's such a disempowering thought. So as a review, here are three quick ways to foil these disempowering thoughts. First, look for ways to put $5 of gas into your proverbial tank. Second, remind yourself that your efforts are enough even when they're not enough, even when you can't make everything better. Remind yourself that the reason for that is because sometimes complex situations aren't easily resolved, not because you haven't done enough. And lastly, see yourself in all your imperfect perfection. Remind yourself that you are the best person to live your life. And that means that you are the best parent for your kids, the best partner for your beloved, the best child for your parent, because you are the one they got and you are enough. Everything else is just your brain bullying exhausted you into thinking someone else would do it better. It's just not true. And with that, I wish you a few moments of rest, and if not full rest, at least a bit of pleasure and beauty. I'm on a mission to help people over 50 create lives they look forward to living. If you find the podcast useful, can you please share it with friends who might also enjoy it? Thanks so much. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And I want to thank Rachel so much for letting me share her podcast with my audience. It has been such fun to do this. If you are interested in reaching out to Rachel, she is a one-on-one -on -one coach for people of all genders over 50. I'm going to provide her contact information in the podcast description on any podcast player you're listening to, as well as YouTube. And I'll also give you some other ways to get in touch with her via social media as well. So when I listened to this episode that Rachel aired a couple weeks ago for the first time after it popped up in my podcast feed, I messaged her and said, you know, this podcast was just like a warm hug. I had had a couple of weeks of just simply feeling down, feeling tired. And it was just the encouragement that I needed. It was um, words that I needed to hear. It totally resonated. It felt accessible and practical and reminded me of what's true. And one of the things that I found particularly important in the episode is when she asks the question, how can we ask ourselves, what can I do for myself right now? What can I do for myself with the time that I have? because that's so manageable, right? We realize maybe I can't fill my tank right now, but what can I do? A question that I've been asking myself lately is what do I need right now? 
And similarly, it's usually very small things. What do I need right now? Well, what I need might be to get up and stretch, to move around, to go for a walk, to step away from my computer, to get something to eat. Maybe I'm thirsty and I've been ignoring it. Again, usually it's small things, but what can you do for yourself just to take care of yourself a little bit? I think we're really predisposed to not think it's okay to take care of ourselves. We somehow think that's being selfish or indulgent. But you are your most important asset and you've got to take care of your asset. It has been a pleasure sharing this episode with you this week. And I hope you'll join me back here next week on Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. We'll be on YouTube and your favorite podcast player. Have a great week and talk to you soon. Bye.